This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello and welcome to the final post-game podcast of this never-to-be-forgotten season. I'm Paul Wheelock and we will be reacting to Liverpool's 3-1 win at Newcastle United that ensured the new Premier League champions rounded off their title-winning campaign in perfect fashion. As always, we've got the view from the press box, the dugout and the stands and please do stick around for our regular fan callers. They are really worth your time. But we will start at St James's Park with the verdict of our superb Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst and then every word of Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference the post-game podcast on the blood red channel so Liverpool have ended their Premier League season on 99 points after the 3-1 win here at St James's Park uh, this afternoon um, Newcastle took the lead after around about 25 seconds actually when Dwight Gale got in behind Liverpool's defence after a lovely ball over the top from John Joe Shelby and uh, the former Crystal Palace man who, who's obviously been a pain before he, he stuck it away no problem, but um, Liverpool kind of felt their way back into the game and, and you never really felt that the score was going to stay like that. Um, Liverpool had the equaliser when Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain um, starting in the front three today, danced down the right and crossed it in for Virgil van Dijk. His looping header uh, arched over Martin Dubravka to uh, to make it 1-1 and uh, Divock Origi made it 2-1 in the second half with a, a wonderful strike cutting in from that left uh, after the nice cushion pass from uh, Andy Robertson. He fired a low one past Dubravka to make it 2-1 uh, and give Liverpool the, the lead that their uh, dominance deserved. They didn't really carve out too many chances um, against Newcastle's back line but they certainly enjoyed the lion's share of possession which at one point stretched around about 80%. Um, Jürgen Klopp brought on Sadio Mane, Roberto Firmino and Mohamed Salah and uh, instantly you could tell Liverpool's quality was there straight away. They dominated possession even further. Salah hit the post with his first touch and it was left to Mane to grab his uh, 21st goal of the season when he cut inside uh, in the 89th minute and killed another pass to Bravka to, uh, to make it 3-1 and give Liverpool the, uh, the, the scoreline that their dominance deserved. So Liverpool finished their season uh, just one short of the 100-point record set by Manchester City in 2018. Uh, a record equal in 32 wins, wins this season. Uh, that is also equaled alongside cities of the last two years. Um, and Liverpool march into the summer uh, Premier League champions for the first time in 30 years. Their 19th league title was lifted uh, earlier this week, of course, uh, against Chelsea. But for now, Liverpool will head off as the best team in England. Um, short break, little turnaround, three weeks off, I believe, and then it all starts up again. Liverpool will look to uh, go again, attack their Premier League tackle, as Jürgen Klopp says, on September the 12th. But for now, a well-earned uh, break for Jürgen Klopp and his players as they uh, walk away from St James's Park. 3-1 winners, 99 points for the season and Premier League champions. Um, Jürgen, you'll be, you'll be delighted that your, your lads have, have ended the season in the, in the right manner. 100%, 100%. Uh, was the target for the day, obviously. Um, really finish it with a high, that, uh, on a high, and uh, we did it. So uh, we needed a little wake-up call. Um, I'm not sure we needed it, but we got it, um, let's say like this. And from that moment on, um, the boys really worked really hard to, to play against this uh, defensive wall of Newcastle. And um, of course, with five changes, um, that's a not e it's never easy to make five changes, but especially then it's not easy. But we, we found better and better in the game and, and did really did really well already um, around the first goal. Um, half time we could show a little bit a few a few spaces on the pitch which we could use more often uh, and what the boys did in the second half. Um, so we scored a second goal, really nice one from an area we wanted to do and yeah, and then we made three cha five changes and brought on fresh legs again and it helped obviously because um, 
then we control the game completely. And I liked it a lot. I liked the, the first 60 minutes and the last 30 minutes. So that was, that's, it was just not perfect, but like our season, uh, the boys don't only win games on the, on the perfect days. They are ready to really dig deep on the not so perfect days. And that's why, but I really like. It's obviously been a, a strange old season, an unprecedented season. And now that it's, it's all over and you can reflect, how do you sum it up, if you can? The football part of the year was exceptional, absolutely exceptional, 99 points. Um, we, 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 we in our, how we uh, think about it, it starts obviously at the 1st of June 2019 because, yes, that was the last game of the last season, but for us it was pretty much uh, the first game um, of, a, um, of a pretty special time. Um, and um, so after that, European Super Cup, um, Club World Cup, and now the Premier League is absolutely exceptional. 99 points after, after having 97 last year, absolutely exceptional. The boys showed a consistency, which is really second to none. And um, that's what we have to do. We knew that. We knew that. After 97 points last year, nobody thought, okay, we were okay, unlucky, yes, a little bit, but uh, we respected the, 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 the opponent a lot. Um, but it was clear if we wanna if you wanna win against this team if you wanna be uh, um, ahead of them, you need to be nearly perfect. And uh, the boys were nearly perfect, uh, and that's why we had 99 points. But that's it. It will have a special place in my <laughs> in my own memories for sure. Yeah, just last one, Keith. And just before you actually, Keith, just before you ask, we haven't got any other hands up uh, on the uh, Zoom system, so it could be a short presser. If people want to ask anything, either use the hands up uh, mechanism or if you could WhatsApp me, that's great. Fire away, Keith. Last one. But you don't have to. Uh, no, I know that. I was just saying they can. I yeah, yes. only want to say. Yes. Keith. Yeah, yeah, Jürgen. Um, I heard you say on Friday that the, the circus starts again next month. What do you do now? Are you getting some time off yourself? Do you after after all what's gone on, or do you not get a chance? No, um, I've, I don't know. It's not, not yet official when we start again, huh? right? <laughs> but I think um, the, the date everybody estimates kind of um, or expects um, is like the, the, the 12th of um, September or that weekend. Um, so we have to, we will have, we'll make off now for, for two weeks. Um, the boys will have um, completely off, no ball, nothing, because look, the lockdown was um, was for the boys really intense on from a mental point of view. Obviously, like for all of us, these boys had to keep a fitness level pretty much for every possible return date. So when we when we went in lockdown in March, I think the first possible date for a return was the 4th of April, if I'm 100% right. So what was discussed. And then, so we had to make sure we are ready then. And then, okay, didn't happen. And so that was really intense for the boys, especially. So now it's two weeks, nothing. And then we will, we will somebody will tell us when the new season starts. And then we have to deal with the time we have. Um, after that, now a lot of teams are obviously um, still playing with, um, um, uh, because of European League and Champions League, which is really tough. And so, we have now two weeks off and we will, we will use that 100%. And so I have time off as well. Okay, we've got two questions, or at least two questions. Martin Hardy, who's next? And then after that, we'll go to Hideo. But Martin, if you'd like to unmute. Hi, Jürgen. Con congratulations, first of all, on um, your success this season. Thank you. Are there any superlatives you have left for Virgil van Dijk? <laughs> oh. But I don't, I'm not sure if he needs another another um, 
praise hour of praise or stuff like that. So um, he's he's good, pretty good. <laughs> um, he's a good and a half, but um, yeah, he's special. And you know, the combination of skills is is absolutely is absolutely special. Uh, um, the his mindset is um, on top of that and really special. So it makes him this 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 mix makes him a pretty a pretty good center half and um, and and a good guy as well. But I like a lot because I would work together with him as well if he would be a bit more difficult to deal with. But he's really um, low maintenance in that case. He's um, just a, a really a, a nice nice to have. Uh, we knew when we signed him that we get a really good player, but the package. It's so special. Uh, we had no idea about that, and that makes it really, really, really exciting. Sorry, just to, as, and also the fact that he's played every game as well is testament to what he brings to you. Yeah, of course, but um, <laughs> he takes his breaks yeah. in the games from time to time, which which drives me crazy, obviously. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I get it. I get it. It's pretty special. It was his big target, I think. Now that he really could do that again, and hopefully. That will be possible uh, in the, until the rest of his career. That would be absolutely special. But um, yeah, we tried to rest him. It's difficult. It's really difficult. So um, uh, so far, it went all well, and we hope it stays like this. But he has now two weeks off as well, so um, he does need more. I'm sure. Okay, great. Uh, two more, more questions, Hideo, and then we'll go to Don King. Um, Hideo, do you want to turn your mic off? Yeah, sorry, mic on. Sorry. Hi, Jurgen. Um, Minamino got a rare start today, so um, were you able to see what you expect from him? And and also, were you a bit disappointed that he finished the season without a goal or an assist? No, 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 no. I'm not at all disappointed. But uh, coming in coming in this team, it's a big ask. So um, because the boys are used to everything to each other, we play now already for with. Uh, especially up front since three years, I think, together. So that's, that's just, it takes time. And, it, and for Taki, it takes time. I like the game today. He was, he was really lively between the lines. He did exactly what we wanted him to do. He set the tone for the counter press. And a lot of good things. And with the, with the not scoring, he was twice really close. Today again. But um, where, where the goalie made a brilliant save or um, another player came in between. So it's all good. We are, we are completely fine. Just... Um, try to find a player who comes in, in in a team like this and just um, improves the team like nothing. That would be is not possible for anybody. And Taki has a perfect mindset for us. He's, he seems to be he's happy in the moment. He's, um, I'm sure his, his ambitions are big and he wants to to play more often. Um, but that's how I said need time. Need the time for everybody in the squad. Nobody. Um, okay, virtual came in uh, pretty much and played from the first day. All the others needed time, but had most of the time the preseason. Then Sadio had the preseason, Mo had the preseason, and so um, he didn't. He just came in and had to play, and that's why it was not easy. But it's all good with him. Okay. Thank you. Last last question, Don King. Yeah, again, uh, the, the final goal. Um, it sort of sums you up. The balls, um, Bobby's balls going out. It looks like it's going out, and then all of a sudden, Sadio changes changes pace and he scores. It was that sort of willingness to keep going, even in the final minute when the game is won. It, it sort of says everything about the team. The whole game and maybe this goal as well actually really sums it up, sums the season up. Just difficult, but an impossible. So give it a go. That's what the boys did the whole year. And what they did in this in this moment, so it was just a brilliant, a brilliant piece of football. And they, they, 
yeah, the, the the front three, the, the last the last twenty minutes, they really enjoyed the game, man. Eh? They <laughs> they had a couple of moments. More came on, and I think the first situation was to to hit the post, if I'm right. Yeah. This sounded like this, and um, so yeah, Bobby, yeah, very very comfortable in between the lines. So sixty minutes rest helped, obviously, but um, it was exactly right. And the other boys did the hard work before. So um, like I said, again, a victory of the whole squad. How the whole season these boys this group of players is really exceptional and will be remembered forever that's good but now uh we have two weeks off and then we we still have to write a couple of more chapters of this of the book of this game of this team the post game podcast on the blood red channel Totally agree with Jürgen there. There are plenty more chapters of this incredible team story still to be written. I'll now hand you over to three of our regular post-game fan callers. A big thanks to all the Liverpool fans who contribute on this podcast and a big thanks to those who prefer to listen. Wherever you are in the world, it really is appreciated. But now it's time to hear from Ross Strachan, Mark Baker and we had to save this one till last, Owen Thomas, who has written a song for us all. Enjoy and the post-game podcast will be back before you know it. Gerard from Witness with his thoughts on Newcastle v Liverpool game. Finally done and dusted. The season is finished. 99 points in the bag. The most ever by Liverpool side. Two more than the incredible season they had last year with 97, which wasn't even enough last season to get the title. But we got the title this year comfortably. It's been in the bag for a long time. And today's game was just seeing out the season. And yeah, it was in the end. It was a comfortable three-one victory. Bit of a bit of a bad start. Thirty seconds in, the Reds were fast asleep, and a good ball by John Joe Shelby. And Gale always seems to pop up against Liverpool, wherever he's playing for and scores, makes it one 0 But Liverpool had the ball basically the whole game. I would imagine the possession must have been about eighty percent for the game. First half. Slowish tempo, no real chances, but it's understandable. You know, the, the season's done. There was no agency from both Newcastle. Are happy to sit there. We we're happy to pass it around. It's nice to see Van Dijk get on the score sheets. It was about five minutes before half time. Great bit of work by Chamberlain down the right hand side, and a good ball in. And Van Dijk, who's been exceptional, does pop up with a few goals. And it's a great idea. One one at half time. And yeah, second half, Origi got the Origi got the second. Really pleased for Origi. Gets a lot of stick sometimes, and he's had some amazing moments for us over the years as a Liverpool player. And some of the goals he scored, they will go down in history, and they will be talked about for generations to come. And I'm I'm pleased he got on the score sheet. I mean, at some point, I'm sure he will move on. But if that was his last game, I don't know. Happy you got on the score sheet and Origi will never forget the moments you've given us in the Champions League and against Everton particularly. And yeah, pleased for him. It was about the last 30 minutes, the big three came off the bench and it probably did help with the tempo a little bit and you could see that bit of quality was there with the three the, the three lads who've been the main the main point of our season, the main point of our last season. They They create everything and... Yeah, the 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 up the tempo a bit. Salah had some great chances. Was obviously looking for that twentieth goal of the season. Didn't come. And it was Mane 
pops up with the third couple of minutes before the end and another great finish. And yeah, he's had a great season. So yeah, finished 3-1 and that that's it done and dusted. A few weeks off and I'm sure they'll be back in training before you know it. I think it's all, not much more than four or five weeks the season starts sometime in September. So I just can't wait for it to get going again. Let's go and let's go and defend this title now. Let's go out and defend it and prove that, that we can do it now, season in, season out. We're currently, I know it's not been played for yet, but so we are currently the English, European and world champions. It's not very often you get to say that. There's been there's been some amazing moments this season, but you know, Wednesday night getting that trophy, seeing Jordan Henderson lift the Premier League trophy is a mo- it's a moment I'll never forget. It's a moment I'd never thought we'd see. COVID has tried its best to ruin it, and at one point during this whole this whole uh, situation, I, w- I was worried about the season. I wasn't sure if they were going to do it again. I wasn't sure if it's right to do it again. I wasn't sure if it'd feel the same when it started again. And yeah, it's felt different because of the lack of fans and stuff. But other other than that, it's felt how I think it should have felt. We've won that title and when we lifted that trophy, them emotions were flooded, came flooding out. And yeah, COVID has not ruined it. It's almost, it's almost added to it that it's been drawn out and people were willing the season to be ended. They didn't want to see Liverpool get that trophy and we got our hands on it and no one likes it and it's absolutely wonderful. And I just want to see us do it again and again and again. I imagine there's going to be a few changes. I know there's only a short turnaround, but there might be one or two in. I don't think there'll be many. There might be one or two in, one or two out, nothing major. And I, I do think that there's some of the younger lads who've been involved, you know, Nico Williams, Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott and the like, I, I can see them being a lot more involved next season. They've got a lot of, they've got a lot of time in these last few games. It looks like Case Jones is changing his number, which would would say to me that he's going to be getting more minutes, and that's good to see because I'm a I'm a huge fan of his. So yeah, I think the kids will be involved a lot more next season. There's not going to be that many in. All in all, a truly, truly magnificent achievement for Liverpool. I've never been prouder of the club. I've never been prouder of the players. Every single one of them is going to go down in history. It's been a record-breaking season and I just can't wait till it all starts again. The fans are back in the ground and we can do it again. Liverpool Premier League champions, come on! Mark Baker reflecting on Newcastle United versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Um, Good performance from Liverpool. I felt it was just a case of, it was almost a training ground exercise, if I'm honest, against the Newcastle side who... I mean, there's there's very few. I know, obviously, statistically, they are the worst side in possession of the football in the division. But technically, I couldn't believe how poor they were in some instances. And I suppose not just technically as well. I mean, how they set up the the positions of their players on the field and and ge- geographically how deep the team are. I mean, that when they receive possession of the ball, they have so little option um, to find teammates and, and play forward. And against such a good positional team as Liverpool, it meant that Liverpool just strangled the game, really. And it was just a case of could Liverpool break down Newcastle? 
and they did so with some really good finishes, some good quality in the final third. But I feel that over, obviously, the, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about Liverpool winning the league and how good they've been, but I thought I'd just look forward to next season, really, um, in terms of sort of trying to analyse the game. And I felt there was a massive difference in Liverpool's performance uh, once the the front three players, the normal front three players came onto the field to play, the sharpness of the brain, the intricacy of the movements, the combination. And I know it's different, it's difficult. You'd have to factor in that obviously the backup players who are playing them positions don't play on a regular basis and therefore it's much harder to find any kind of form. But there is a, a, a bit of a gulf in terms of when one of the players is out in the, the highest line of the pitch. And I think it'll be really interesting next season because Shakiri again didn't come onto the field to play today. Um, that suggests to me the fact that he hasn't appeared or you know, made a fleeting appearance at Arsenal, that the player will be looking to move on and Liverpool will look to get a fee for him. I've always been a big fan of Shakiri, although he was always a player who came towards the ball rather than exploited space and behind and, and stretched the game. And, and that was always a problem from finding minutes in Liverpool's team because essentially... If he was going to come into the 4-3-3 system, he'd then have to pl- replace Salah. And it was never a like-for-like change. And it meant the whole dynamic of how Liverpool play with the 9 half position in terms of Firmino dropping towards the ball to allow then the players from the wide areas to make runs from out to in and, and give height to the team. It meant that the whole change in the way Liverpool had to approach the game if Shaqiri was to come into the side. And that's why... In nearly all his appearances for Liverpool, it, it involved him playing on the right-hand side in a uh, change formation, which was a 4-2-3-1. Also in the side, obviously, he had Minamino, and I think he would see Minamino as the Firmino replacements. He has similar characteristics to his game in that he likes to drop between lines and, and come towards the ball. So I think that'll definitely be the option in terms of Firmino for next season. And then, obviously, you had Divacarigi, um, coming into the side, who, a fantastic finish by Origi, but again, his future must be be up in the air. And I must admit, I feel that Origi's a better player than he gets given credit for. I feel that he is a player who's had no rhythm in, in the Liverpool side, and therefore it makes it very difficult. And also, he is so stylistically different to the player he would replace as a, a nine and a half or nine when Origi plays in Firmino. Again, the whole dynamic of our Liverpool play changes and he is not capable of fulfilling the Firmino position because his player profile does is a player who, you know, is a plays on the, the highest line of the pitch, looks to back into centre halves, that kind of centre forward rather than one who drops off. Now when he plays in the wide position on the left hand side for Manny, again, Ariki doesn't look to make them runs from out to in without the ball. He is more a player who'll accept the ball to feet and then try and travel with it. And that's just a general drop off. Um in the, the the level of ability, really. And that's not to say he's a bad player. But I think the problem being is, like I've, I've touched on, is with the Origis and Shaqiris is coming into the Liverpool side, it's not so much that there's a, a, a drop-off in the quality, but it's also the fact that they have to they make Liverpool have to change the whole way they, they play, and that makes Liverpool have a lack of fluidity in the game and a lack of being able to keep to the same um, principles of play, if you like. So, Liverpool must, for me, look to, if they are going to go into the transfer market, find 
a player who can cover them wide positions, who possesses the same player profiles as the, the two players who they'd be replacing to allow Liverpool to play in the same manner when either or either of the two or one of the two is out of the side. So it'll be interesting to see what creativity Liverpool can come up with to find that player. Now, I know it's difficult as well because your Manny's and your Salah's play every minute on the football field for Liverpool. And how do you sell that to a player? I mentioned before that my choice before his knee injury would have been Gerard Delafeo, who I felt could have played on either side and, and fulfilled many of the same jobs. I mean, I, I believe that he's, the, along with Wilfred Zahar, is the best 1v1 attacking player in the division when he squares the defender up. But yeah, just just some things to look for in the how Liverpool can go about trying to ensure that they find an individual who fits the category to come in and play in them positions. The, obviously, the other worries as well, like we talked about with Manny and Salah, is not only do they play every, every minute, but they play every minute because they're so durable. So again, is that a hard sell to a player or is it just the case of, well, you're coming into the... You, you know, the Premier League champions. So, interesting one, and there's obviously such a short space of time to do any business within the window that it means that I could I could very much see Liverpool going in with the same squad, never mind the obviously the financial coronavirus aspect. But I do believe that Liverpool just look short in a few of the departments, and that would certainly be one going into the new year. What a season for Liverpool, though. Magnificent. I think it's one we'll always remember. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. I've got a song for you. Oh, glory to Liverpool. We've won it 19 times. Our boss is called Jürgen. His first club was mine. He moved on to Dortmund Before swimming the red tide Now we've conquered the whole world With Klopp on our side He brought us Mo Salah The Egyptian king And Sadio on our side He's picked up some scouts now Cause Jürgen is boss We couldn't quite get a hundred But we don't give a toss Cause we're back on our perch now You can't stem the red tide again next year with Klopp on our side You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel